Hey guys, and welcome back to the Why Are We Watching This podcast. This week, to start season three, Zach and Sean are a couple of handymen running from man-eating worm monsters because we're watching Tremors. Can you fly, you fucker? Can you fly? <laughs> <laughs> What is up, guys? I am Sean. I'm Zach. And this is the Why Are We Watching This Podcast. Welcome. This week, we are covering 1990s Tremors. Uh, also, this is episode one of oh, season three? This is episode one of the third season. Indeed. Yes, it is. I can't believe we've... I gotta be honest with you. 27 episodes. This is 27. Yeah. That's not very much. No. We probably <laughs> should have waited to like start new seasons. Maybe done like 50 episodes. Nah. I don't know. I Who like cares? the I like that we follow the 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 calendar seasons. Yeah, it's like a short run. So, yeah. it's like uh it's like we had an idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I can say about it. Um this week, for episode one of season three, we're covering 1990s Tremors. This movie is a horror comedy with a rating of PG-13. It is an hour and 36 minutes long, and it was directed by Ron Underwood, who we know from City Slickers, Mighty Joe Young, and a couple of TV series like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and MacGyver. Yeah, I totally knew all of that. <laughs> if you didn't, you're fucking stupid, and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this movie was written by S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock. We know them from Short Circuit. And Wild Wild West. I love Short Circuit. I bet you did. <laughs> Number five is alive. It's a charming movie. It's a movie. <coughs> no, I actually like that movie a lot. I did really love Wild Wild West, though. You know, and I don't care what you think about that. That movie is great and fun and hilarious. And Burger King did a really good job with the marketing <laughs> for that. Because I was fucking sold as a like nine-year-old. Did you have the sunglasses? Oh, I don't think I did. Because <laughs> this guy had the sunglasses. Uh, I loved that movie as a kid. Yeah, dude, that movie it was, was the shit. Favorites. You're like, yeah, uh, cool cowboys and as I didn't Will even, Smith. I didn't even realize until maybe last year that it was an adaptation of an old series, an old TV series, the same as Mission Impossible was, and then Dark Shadows. Look at this, you guys. Creativity's been dead for a long time. <laughs> long time. I, I wish people would have realized that sooner. That's why so we watch old stop movies. being little bitches about it. And also, someone's going to be offended that I just called a movie from 1990 an old movie. But yeah, it is. It's well, 30 years old. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, oh, that's wow. very cool. I know, cool. I'm so jealous because I wanted to get that game. And I don't have it. Are you going to go play it? No, it's okay. all good. Are you going to go play that? Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, yeah. good luck. <laughs> so depending on how much of that I just cut out, that was my son. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Wild Wild West. Uh, I swear, that time period, Burger King had the best fries in the game. Oh, yeah. And, and then they, like, changed. I, I think that the thing was their fries were, like, actually crispy fries. Yeah. They weren't just, and I, you know who I'm talking about here, but they weren't these, like, mushy, floppy, shoestring type yeah. fries. Are you talking about Wendy's? I'm talking about, well, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, I feel like Wendy's McDonald's are still good, though, too. even when they're, like, droopy. Uh, depending on which location you go to McDonald's, yeah. you either get the droopy fries or you get these, like, fucking brick stone fries yeah. that'll break your teeth if you bite too hard. Or they give you, like, all the tiny pieces from oh. the bottom of the... To fuck them and you're like, cool. That. This has uh, been Why Are We Eating This? <laughs> yeah, and why are we talking about this? <laughs> uh, this movie, so, <laughs> Tremors. Tremors has an IMDb rating of 7.1. This movie had a budget of $11 million. How much money do you think it made in the box office, Zach? I think it made a lot. Well, it made some. This movie made $16 million in the box office, so it made about $5 million in profit. Uh, hey. I'm going to... Depending on how many people were involved, that could be good or bad. That's true. I'm going to jump ahead because uh, I, I kind of have some facts for later on, but this movie is this uh, crying shame. This movie made three times the box office in home video sales. Wow. 
So they made their money back. I also remember this movie being on TV all the time. It when still I was a is. Kid. Dude, oh, yeah. it still is. And there's there's five sequels. There's six of these yeah. movies. So They aren't getting theatrical releases, but, you know, I'm sure. they're obviously doing well enough you know, to keep going. It kind of... It, it, when I was a kid, because I'm, I'm familiar with the first three movies. After that, I have no idea what happens. But as a kid, I was kind of like bummed that we didn't get uh, our main characters back in in the sequels. Oh, but yeah. we get we get Bert. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was always the plus. Was like, okay, well, we got Bert back in the second one, and um, Earl. Right. Earl and Bert are both in the second one. Right. But after that, it's just Bert. But I love Bert. Uh, Michael Gross is. Probably my favorite character in this movie after watching it again through an adult lens. Although an adult lens for me is still through very rose-colored tent, uh, like glasses because I've jumped to the head again here. But I love this fucking movie. Yeah. Um. So really quick, this movie. <laughs> if you're listening still, first of all, spoiler alert. Yes, I was actually gonna jump in and throw that in there somewhere, and then I kind of lost track of everything. Um, well, we got... Spoilers! We got, if you haven't seen this movie after the 20 years it's been out... I, I 30. I, 30. Because it's 2020 now, y'all. I, I gotta say, you done fucked up. Although, if you're a youngin or something, you probably shouldn't be listening to this, but go watch it. How have you made it this long without seeing this movie? Like It was literally on... It's on TV everywhere. Yeah, you should have at least caught, caught like parts of it Sometime like TNT has it on all the time. TNT sci-fi, yeah, um, sci-fi especially because they'll play like the sequels. That's actually where I saw oh, yeah. the third one. Oh yeah, with the ass blasters. Yeah, which I hated. That's around the time they lost me with the because the, before that it's the, the like the squealers or the sequel. Uh, yeah, they call them screechers or screechers. something like that, and they're kind of like so. I, everyone always described them as T Rex looking to me. And then when I saw them, I was like, I don't really see that, but I can kind of see why you They look bird-like. So. Yeah, and it's because they walk around on, they, they're bipedal mm-hmm. and have large heads, so, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I always liked the first and second movie. I, I, I thought the second movie was a pretty good sequel. Oh, I agree. Um, and I liked the whole idea that these things can change and adapt. I think that that is but was the best decision with the the franchise because the first movie pretty much does what it needs to do with the worm. I mean, we're really jumping into this one, but it really does what it needs to do with the actual graboids and the sequel uh stays interesting by evolving them. And then yeah. you know, I'm sure they keep doing that after the third one, but I don't know what they do after that. Um do you think they were just kind of like we also kind of want to do like a Gremlins version of Tremors? Maybe. I think that <laughs> Let's get back into this in just a second cuz I have some thoughts on that. Um the synopsis on this movie. When a series of what seem to be murders occur in Perfection, Nevada, a set of hired hands search for answers and soon safety. The two men along with the rest of the town soon find themselves battling giant man-eating worms or graboids. Um, so that's, that's about it. That's the movie that we've been alluding to and pretty much probably given most of that away to. Uh, so what I was going to say though, is I think that this first movie is very much so a jaws knockoff. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Cause I think that they did a really cool original take on the whole like monster in the sea monster w- in the desert. I would say jaws inspired. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, which We'll get into that again later. I have some (laughs) more notes about that. But uh, I think that with the sequels, they probably were like, okay, well, let's maybe take reference to, like, the Jurassic Park series and give us, like, a sort of above-ground monster. I mean, after that, they should have changed it to, like, a little, like, alien guy kind of thing. Sure. And he goes and, like, hides in this kid's house, and the kid has to, like, keep him safe and keep him a secret. And then the government comes, and he freaks out, and he's like, Elliot. And he's like, no! But then, you know, shit's all good, and the worm just goes back to its, like, you know, home planet. Because that's, remember, in this movie, Earl says... It's home planet of I Dune? Sw- he's like, I think they're aliens. He's like, I think they come from space. Uh, Somebody says it, but I swear it was Earl. I don't know. 
I didn't catch that line. I, I'm loving the E.T. reference. <laughs> well, I mean, you went Jaws, and then you went Jurassic Park. It's like, well, why didn't oh, we do Oh, you might e. as well stay Spielberg. I see yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. We'll just um, do Spielberg movies. So you're saying we're going Amblin all day long, basically. <laughs> yeah, um, Going Amblin on their ass. So <laughs> this movie stars uh, Kevin Bacon, who he... Didn't want to be... Uh, uh, how do I say this? He considered this movie to be a career low. Really? At the time. Which I find to be ironic because he started his film career in horror with Friday the 13th. Ooh, I need to see that again then. I had no idea he was in that. Yeah, he's in the first one. And then, uh, at least I believe it's the first one. It might be, <coughs> might be the second one. Uh, but this movie's not bad. I don't see why they would have thought... I don't know. Uh, this anyway. movie, <coughs> excuse me. This movie, like, still holds up for me. Oh, like, I agree. Like, when I went into watching this last night, I was like, I've seen this movie so many times. Realistically, I'm not going to be taking notes. I'm going to be looking for things I didn't notice or new things I thought about it. And quotes. Well, honestly, I I think I've seen this movie so many times. Like, there wasn't really anything I didn't notice. And there wasn't anything that made me feel different or that I really kind of like thought about much. Um, but I did get more quotes. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like this movie is just like a lot of nostalgia for me. I saw it as a kid and I've always loved this movie and thought it was so fascinating. No, same. And, and I like I'm a sci fi geek and I, I like I like monsters and stuff. Uh, you know, it's, I think we've actually brought this up in the podcast before, but this movie like brought me one of my first nightmares that like would reoccur interesting and it was this idea of it, it was me like running in the desert and the ground, I've had a dream like that the ground behind me was collapsing and so i had to keep running see i had a dream where that i don't know what i was running from it was very vivid i had the same dream for like a week when i was like seven years old but the thing is that at one point while i'm running i look over my shoulder behind me don't see anything, but then all of a sudden I'm just falling into fire. Oh my god, that's terrifying. I had this dream, like, every night for a week straight. Oh my god. That's I, awful. I don't know if there's some sort of, like, satanic message in that. Well, other than all of the ritual that you were involved with, no, yeah. I think that it was probably not... It was not related to anything. No. Uh, no. Yeah. Like, you know, that time your sister tied you... I mean, dreams are you, dreams. time your sister tied you down in that circle with the pentagram and all the candles. Not relevant to that dream. Which is really odd because I'm older than her. It was kind of weird that, you know, she did that to me. But, I mean, she's kind of... She's not really that much into that anymore, so it's okay. Oh. It's whatever. I've forgiven her. Back to casting. This movie, Fred Ward, uh, who I... Strangely enough, only really remember from off the top of my head, Joe Dirt. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't really know him from much other movies. Um, Joe Dirt, and then I think maybe one more. Um, I'm actually gonna pull up his I- IMDb because I I know it as soon as I see it, I'll be like, oh yeah, 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 I knew that. And that's how I am. I think he's in Road Trip actually, <coughs> which I liked him in that movie. Um, while Zach's looking that up. We also get Reba McIntyre's first movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. This was before Little Rascals. True. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Dar- uh, what was her name in that? Oh, she had, like, a guy's name, kind of. Because oh, all the kids thought she was, like, a guy. Right. They're like, oh, I want to meet that guy, that driver. And uh, she's like, well, that's me. I, I have the movie in the other room. I wish I had it next to me. <laughs> um, she is so precious in that movie. She's precious in everything. I love... I love Reba McIntyre, and Reba McIntyre is exactly who she wants to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we also get Victor Wong in this movie. We know Victor Wong from, uh, you know, why are we watching this favorite? He's an alumni for us, if you will, from Big Trouble in Little China. Hell, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, he was the... Uh... He's Wong. Yeah. This guy's Wong in everything. Yeah, that's right. I love him. Um, no, no, no. His name wasn't Wong in this, though. No, it was, what, like, Victor? It was Victor... Um, Which is his real name? Uh, was it? I'm going to have to look it up. Um, um, we also get Michael Gross uh, from Family Ties. 
And he played. Wait, in what? Nestor? In this? Yeah, yeah, yeah in Tremors. It's uh, Bert. Oh, d- oh, duh, 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 duh. Wow. And we get Ariana Richards, who we get on, uh, a couple years later, we know from Jurassic Park. So the little girl on the pogo stick is the young girl oh, in Jurassic Park. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see that now. So she's a creature feature, like, uh, staple. <laughs> I was really upset that her and the kid that played Timmy haven't, like, returned in any of the new Jurassic World movies. Yeah, you would think that they would try to, quote-unquote, capitalize on it somehow. I, I mean, well... I don't mean th- that in a there's negative rumors, way, either. There's rumors they got, um... Uh, what's Epstein? His name? Uh, whoa, that's not what I was gonna say. But um, oh, Weinstein. Oh, right. Uh, that's <laughs> equally as bad. Um, no, what I was saying. Well, they they got. Um, I can't think of anyone's names right now. That's the problem. They got. I literally can't even think of the guy. Spielberg. No, no, no. Actors. The Chris? three fucking main actors in Jurassic Park. I can think of their Sam character names. Sam Neill. Neil. Uh Jeff Goldblum. Jeff oh, I'm Goldblum. so angry at myself for not for and not. Who else? Um Laura Dern. Yeah, Laura Gosh Dern. Dern it. Duh, dude. Um so there's a rumor that at least I think there is that Sorry, they got really all three of them like... to come to the next Jurassic World movie. Um but I mean Jeff Goldblum was already in Fallen Kingdom. So how many Jurassic World or how many Jurassic Park movies are we going to do here, guys? They're doing one more. They've already announced that. So we're doing six. We did. They did a. Yeah, they were doing another trilogy. We're going to talk about Tremors, guys. I'm going to cut out like 15 minutes of bullshit that just happened. That's fine. Um, what are your thoughts on Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward in this movie? Their their chemistry is unbelievable. I think they might be gay. Oh, yeah. I think so. Dude, okay, a couple of cowboys living together uh-huh. in a truck out in the desert looking to get away. Nudges him. Hey, you cold? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, look, I saw Brokeback Mountain. I'm not shaming it. I'm just saying. Man, what I, are you trying to do? I'm just trying to grab some nuts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I always default to scary movie four. Is that four or three? It's four. Okay. I know. Like, I know for a fact. Because it's when he meets Tom Ryan, the guy that's, like, doing right. the Tom Cruise from War of the Worlds. Right. And then he, he, like, pulls the hat off of him with his teeth. And he's like, black card. And he's like, man, why you got to do that when it's my first time meeting him? <laughs> right. And then they do that <laughs> flashback sequence. They do the flashback right before that. And then he, like, walks away. So it's so fucking funny. Um, I'm just saying, though, this seems a little... You know, it's funny that you say that, though, because I really... Um, I actually really compared them to you and me. Oh, yeah, well, we're both... I mean, look, also, takes one to know one. Me and Zach are gay as hell. Yeah, so... How terrible would that septic leak smell? When they're cleaning out the septic tank in front of that kid's God trailer awful. and it sprays? It took me a long time to realize what that was when I was a kid, because it's, it's it was really oil. black-looking. Yeah, I just thought it was oil. But they're drilling for oil. Yeah. I mean, they found something. Yeah, so... But yeah, that's disgusting. Um... That, okay, I never realized what it was either. That's funny. Watching that scene reminded me of Ready to Rumble, I think it's called, with David Arquette. And I think that we need to cover that movie. Because I it's pretty fucking funny. I've never seen that movie, but I vaguely remember it. It's like a wrestling movie. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. David Arquette's uh, why, why are we watching this alumni from Scream? <laughs> So we gotta I like get how we have this, like it's our it's our hey David Arquette are you honored yeah. or what like <laughs> I'll talk to these guys I'll hit them up see if we can get some interviews going he's like fucking leave me alone if don't, you're connected don't ever speak to me uh, no I'm just kidding uh, I'm just kidding uh. um Kevin Bacon keeps a vacuum cleaner when they're getting ready to move on like yeah. after the sept- septic link and they get clean link leak. They cl- they clean up and he's like taking the vacuum cleaner and he says I like this vacuum cleaner yeah and he goes uh, do you think he's w- sucking on his dick with it like like <laughs> kind of because scary movie kind of because Fred Ward says uh, you never use it but then he, uh, Kevin Bacon says we could use it for spare parts I'm like what <laughs> for what uh, exactly I mean they're handyman these too, are a though. couple a uh, couple of 
fun time loving cowboys. Yeah, just sucking each other sucking off with their and vacuum hoses. Fucking and oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the rock paper scissors dynamic in the movie and how it basically Fred was, Ward wins every I was time? Gonna say it's kind of bullshit. Like Kevin so Bacon funny. never wins. He wins, but once. the one time he wants to, he's like, "Damn, I lose. Guess I gotta go." He's like, no, I won, so I get to go. He says, I get to pick who goes, and I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so since, I, since I said I compared them to us, though. Oh, you're going to say who's who? Yeah, who's who? Um, That's funny that you ask. And ironically, I think that uh, even though Fred Ward's older than Kevin Bacon, I th- and you're older than me, I think that I'm the Fred Ward, <laughs> yeah, and I think are. you're the Kevin Bacon. I am. You are. And for a couple reasons. <laughs> One, you and Kevin Bacon in this movie pretty much are the same person mentally. Yeah. Uh, B, you looked a lot like him when you were younger, and that kind of occurred to me when oh, I was I don't watching know about this. That. How you both had your flowing hair and your tight-ass pants. Uh, well, I had the tight-ass pants for sure. And you were both gay? Yeah. Wait, Kevin Bacon's gay? I mean, he was in this movie. I mean, well, you're Confirmed. still as, you're assumed. Confirmed. Uh, Bye. He, he kisses the girl at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Here's another. Here's another uh, reason. When he's talking about his like one night stands and he's got the pictures of the girls up, Fred Ward asks him if it's a guy's name and he corrects him and says a girl's name. So I'm going, look, this Fred Ward's at least gay because he's got guys' names on his mind. Well, yeah, maybe. I'm just saying. I mean, he's 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 it's okay if he's gay though because he's like, well, that was a fucked up statement right off the bat. But it's okay if they're both gay, Zach. I don't care. It's okay if anyone's gay. Absolutely. I Um, mean, we are. Yeah, the old farmer man who gets like sucked into the ground. That fucking scene kind of scared me. Like, still, (laughs) when they when they pull the hat up and it's just his head on the ground, and he's uh. Uh, so it's so funny. I keep wanting to be like, what the F drop F bombs because I think they're going to in the movie, but they only dropped two when, when they were filming, Which, it's PG 13, right? Well, here's the thing. Did they, when they were filming this, there were like a hundred of them Yeah, and the MPA straight up was like R and they were like, okay, well if we cut back. And so they basically went and cut all of them. And that's why a lot of them are like, um, uh, I thought I heard it three times. So, well, I, I read two. I didn't even really pay attention to that. Um, okay. But there was a lot of... Um, well, yeah, because uh, even the quote I say in the beginning, he's like, can you fly, you fucker? Oh, well, I guess he just says fucker once. Yeah, that's one of them. Uh, oh, what the shit? They say what the shit in this instead of what the fuck a bunch. They say what the shit. Oh. And funny. stuff like that. And mother sucker and stuff like that. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So they, oh, Mother Humper. They, yeah, Mother Humper. That's what he says. They, they like, uh, redubbed a lot of that stuff so that they could get the rating. Wow. That's funny. Quite honestly, I'm glad they did because I love listening to the dubbed audio of Mother Humper. Yeah. And I lo- honestly actually love when people say, what the shit? So it's funny as hell when yeah. they're like, what the shit? In the yeah. middle of a really, like, intense situation. Um, the dead... Uh, the dead old man puppet uh, up on the, like, what would you even call that thing? It was like a power line. Yeah. The post. I don't know what I was going to call it. It's a really, but, bi- yeah, it's a really big thing. That dude up there Structure. was, like, pretty, like, good looking. Yeah. Well, um, they had to make him look, like, real, but they could also make him look gross and dead. And, like, sort of, well, dehydrated was what he ends up being, because right. they say he was up there for three or four days. Uh all of the effects in this movie are really awesome. Yeah. I, There's not really a moment where I'm like, this looks like crap. No, same. It And actually, <laughs> there is one shot that consists of maybe one full second, so 24 frames, um, that is gr- like really grainy and felt kind of out of place. But it was like such a quick shot that I was like, I almost felt like I... Like, made it up in my head. I had to like skip back to watch it again. What was, I was the like, scene? What? But it was, um, uh, I don't remember which one exactly, but it's, it's during one of the graboid attacks. Uh, the camera is like cutting back and forth 
Oh no, it's it's when the girl right before she takes her pants off when they get stuck on the um the fence that had fallen. Yeah. The um barbed wire. The camera's cutting back and forth, and one of the cuts it cuts directly like into the graboid's mouth, and it's so dark, and it looks like they had to film like that that effect afterwards mm. because it's just really grainy, okay. and it looked almost like they couldn't light it properly. Uh, but it was like so quick that I was like kind of caught off, and I say that because the rest of this movie looks really awesome. Yeah, like it's shot really beautifully, which. It's easy to do when you're in the desert and it's nothing but light. Yeah. But uh, it's also really easy to overexpose that and give your, like, film a really washed out look. And they didn't do that. This movie, like, actually has color. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if it was, like, maybe restored. Because I watched it on Netflix, which I'm sure you did, too. No. I went to Prime first because that's what you go to every time. Oh. And it wasn't on there. And I was like, oh, shit. How am I going to watch this? And then uh, Nia was like... I think my mom has it on Voodoo, so I watched it on Voodoo. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if it was... But I agree. It looked really nice. Yeah, I don't so know if I it don't is... know if that was a restored thing or what. Although, I know Voodoo, for the most part, when you buy movies, you're typically already getting the HD the version. The HD version, sure. And so I wonder if the, the transfer, the original transfer was just clean or if they actually went back through and cleaned it up a little bit. But I would say it's probably just a clean transfer. Um... Buh, buh, buh. The one of my like favorite uh, scenes in this movie, which I think is kind of underrated in the way that it's played out, is the the construction men. When the jackhammer goes in, the blood comes up through the ground, and then it drags off and yeah. then pulls the guy. That scene for me, I was like, wow, that's pretty brutal. And yeah. like the way they're able to show you the like the actual magnitude of the monster without showing it to you, like made me feel like, oh, okay, we're in for a fucking ride here. And in a way that uh, it made me kind of almost upset that I have seen this movie before. Yeah. Uh, with a I clear f- mind. I feel like if I had never seen this movie for- before and watched this, I would have been like, holy shit, what did right. I just watch? Because it kind of... a sequel? Oh, it, fuck. There's it, five of them? Oh. It kind of catches <laughs> you off guard. And, and something I didn't really remember but really appreciate this time through was the way that they played off of, um, the smaller tentacle that they first find on the back of the truck yeah, the and thinking off one. right and thinking that that's what the size of the monster is and that there's like a, a thousand it says millions of them yeah. uh, exaggerating but then you find out that no that's just the inside that's like yeah. the tongues basically yeah. and uh there's only four or five i believe there's the four total okay um which they have the seismologist character in the movie. Uh, I don't remember her name exactly, but uh, Rhonda something. Yeah, Rhonda. I liked her character because she sort of felt like a natural way um, to sort of shoehorn exposition into the movie mm-hmm. because she is able to tell us that okay, what we're dealing with is not natural. It's moving from this point to this point to this point, so we know it's coming to us. And also we know that these are all occurring at the same time, so we have four of them. Yeah. Like she, information... She found multiple points, yeah. Basically information you couldn't find out on your own, right, against these things because they're underground. Uh, and I like that that's the information they use throughout the movie, and that becomes your solid information of what's happening. Like, that's such a cool, easy way to be like, oh, how do we... It's using the science... To right. make it kind of more believable. Naturally uh, use science to stack this, these odds up so we know what we're dealing with. Yeah. And without it feeling like uh, shoehorned, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, because I feel like people people have to have some sort, like some sort of believable factor in there in order to like enjoy a movie. Um you know, like, and that's kind of that thing right there. Yeah. It's like people are getting this information. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so that kind of makes the movie a little easier, like or more relatable, I would say, which is what I think takes over most people's opinions and feelings on movies is how relatable. I agree 100 percent. So. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to make a statement about a a prior movie that we watched uh, just last season. And I, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on this, but for the year, cause I believe these movies came out in the same year. I think that this is a far more significant creature feature um, horror comedy in that sense than arachnophobia. Oh yeah. 
Which no, I 1,000% agree. That's a, another creature feature <laughs> movie that we did that came out, I think, the same year. And so that's why I was I was thinking, like, man, these movies came out, and if you put them side by side as a creature feature thing, it's like, nah, man, I'm pretty heavily leaning towards one of these movies, and it's not arachnophobia. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't like arachnophobia that much. I didn't. I, I just thought it was Was that okay. the one where you said, you're like, it's a movie, and I got really pissed off? Probably. I mean, you pretty much get pissed off about every movie that I say, it's a movie. Well, you've only you only really said that once, and I was pissed off because it was just like, well, well, yeah, but like, come on, there's got to be something. I didn't love arachnophobia. It was like, um, I think I just expected more considering who was in it. Oh, why? Although Re- I actually really? really like John Goodman in it. I don't know. It's like such a weird like uh, paradigm of like I expected this oh. sort of like uh, memorable movie, and what I got was like. Yeah, it's entertaining, but I don't think. I'm well, that's kind of why I wanted again. to cover it because I was like, "Who? Like, have you ever met anyone that's like, oh, have you seen arachnophobia?" I feel like I'm the only person that would say that. Right. Well, and me too, and that's why. I, and and I hadn't fully seen it, so I was like, "Well, this will be a, an excuse, and then we'll see." And I thought it was actually pretty good. And if you want to hear how we felt on that movie, go back and listen to that episode. I think that was season two. Very good. It was. Uh, Fuck Jeff Daniels, man. I don't think no. I like him. Oh. oh, I probably said I liked him in that episode, but today I don't like him. Oh, my God. I don't think so. I mean, he's like fine. What's wrong with you? Are you just trying to make me mad? I'm on one today, dude. Uh, Something's wrong with you. So the scene when the woman and her husband, the doctors, I guess is what they're supposed to be, when they're in their car and the car gets sucked into the <laughs> ground, while the husband gets sucked into the ground in the car. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty fucking brutal. And also, like... W- like what do you do? Like what yeah. a fucking terrifying experience. I know. Uh I was kind of thinking about that and like when they come there the next day and the lights are still on and the car's like still playing the radio, I'm just like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, he's like, like where's the golden oldie coming from? Right, which I have in here later on we're gonna get into some trivia notes, but I have which song is playing and I believe it's called Drop Kick Me Jesus. Nice. And I was like, What the hell kind of title is this? So Um That's my new <laughs> band. Dropkick Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Miguel, uh, one of the people living in perfection, Miguel. Yeah. Wears the deepest of V's. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think that he belongs next to the dude from House. Yeah. With his V sweater. I think that we need to get like a collection of deep V's. Uh, the, the Why Are We Watching oh, This Deep V collection. That's good. We should post like an image and every time we watch a movie. So like we have like a, a thing. And every time we watch someone, a movie that has somebody with a V-neck in it, we'll just, like, add them to the picture each yes, time. Dude. And so it just grows. The deep V connect, uh, collection. Yeah. I, I'm into this. Uh, so that's two, at least, that we have. Goddamn. They're both, they're both like, exceedingly deep. Yeah. Well, I, and I think Miguel was just wearing, like, a button-up shirt. Yeah, like, over it. Like, a vest. Because he was wearing a white... Oh, was he? A deep V. I thought he was just only wearing a button-up shirt. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of Wong. Um, or, uh, no, that's, that's yeah, that's I think that's Wong that you're thinking of. That's not even his name in the movie. It's Victor. I'm pretty it's sure they say his last life. name, too. Uh, oh, I, I'll look it up. We, but also, Miguel, to go with his deep feet, that top, okay. If If it's this thin on top... That you're bald with a little patch of hair in the front, like three strings, and they're clearly not covering anything. <laughs> it's time to let go. Grown out the bangs, bro. It's time to let go or to get that hymns. Hymns hit us up with that sponsorship. We're going to cover you guys' hymns. Um, <laughs> of all the characters in this movie, there's one that I hate. It was Walter Chang. Walter Chang. So yeah. he wasn't Victor or Wong. So we're just both so we're both just close-minded racists. Not necessarily. Victor Wong is his real name. Yeah, I know. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Was his name in the movie though? Uh, and I'm dragging you under this bus. I, I I was not saying that. I was just referring to him because we the why are we wa- why are we watching this does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Sean and Zach. <laughs> although it's it's built on Sean and Zach's opinions. Um. Shooting ourselves in the foot. So, of all the characters in this movie, the one character that I could not fucking stand and totally could have done without... Melvin? Oh, fucking Melvin. Man. I love Melvin. Hey, of course you do. Why? Uh, Because he gives everyone a reason to, like, yell at a God. fucking child. 
He's so annoying. Okay. And they're like really mean about it too. The best part of Melvin is everybody's reaction to Melvin. Yeah. But that's it. And I'm bummed that he didn't die in this movie. Oh, I was waiting really for sad. a moment of like, good, you annoying little bitch. I, I think this the events of this movie probably gave him a different perspective on life and he probably changed. I doubt it. In fact, I think he's actually... Uh, I think Melvin actually comes back grown up in one of the movies. Oh, God. That's, that's exactly I think it's the what third I need. One. I need Melvin to grow up. And then you know what I need? I need his kid to become a character. That's what I need in my Tremors franchise. He ends up being like a really good guy, though. I, I think, I'm pretty sure. Hang on. Does he get like semi-eaten by a sandworm and then turned into a cyborg? No. What? Is that in one of them or something? Oh, no, it's Star Wars. Uh, the lava. <laughs> oh, uh, wow, good connection there. Uh, one of the scenes in this movie that I absolutely did remember and probably will never forget is Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward running through the desert. It's actually Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, and then Rhonda. I can't remember the uh, actress's name, but uh, running down the line no it's just fred warden and kevin bacon they're running next to the fence uh-huh. the barbed wire fence and directly behind them the fence posts are falling yeah so you can tell the worms right behind them i love that shot and i love that it's followed by them jumping down and then thinking they're gonna get smashed into but only for the the worm to hit the concrete wall yeah i thought that was such a cool like scene in that movie yeah and then it kind of pops it out a little bit and they see the blood right because he says oh i knocked that thing out cold and kevin bacon's like i think it's dead yeah um i was actually really wrong about that melvin's not in the third one good i don't care about that actor i'm sure he's in a bunch of other shit that i've seen that i hated him into i'm feeling passionately hateful towards this guy tonight (laughs) um (laughs) i don't know why uh, pole vaulting. I am going to tell you something kind of embarrassing. I wanted to pole vault because of this movie. <laughs> That's My funny. fat ass trying when to pole vault. When you were a kid vault. or Yeah, now? I was fat. No, when I was a kid. Oh. I, like when I was a young kid when I first saw this movie. I like would take sticks and try to pull. Basically, just me running with a stick and then breaking it when I'd push it into the ground because I wouldn't even get like lifted. It would just break. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a really difficult sport. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the stick just isn't going to cut it. They're not, not to mention I'm like seventy five pound fat kid just trying to jump on a stick. I mean, depending on how old are you, is that fat? I was seventy five pounds. So no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. You're uh, all over the place with this one. I'm just fucking with you. Although relevant, I could have been for and watch this movie. Um, there's a scene in the movie. Okay, when they get back into their truck after the the uh, pole vaulting scene, and they go back to town. Yeah. Uh, right before that, when the graboid is sort of trying to attack the truck before they drive off, and the tentacles are coming up around the back of the truck, Kevin Bacon sort of just bitch slaps the first yeah, one that comes like, near him. He swings on it, dude. Like, that shit hard. made me laugh so hard because it like pitched its head away from him. I was yeah. like, damn, I guess that's one way to do it. Just fucking it, slap it away from. I him. liked that. the 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 puppeteering in this was really, really good. Oh, it was amazing. Or were these animatronic? Or uh, I. Didn't find any information on The that. props in this were just, like, incredible. I would imagine that these were probably some sort of uh, wired, wired animatronic. Um, puppeted wired animatronic. Uh, which, uh, we'll, we'll get into that in, in just a little bit. I have some information on the effects team that worked on this movie. Oh, okay, perfect. Um... The pogo stick is one uh, one of the aspects of this movie that I think is really cool as a way of like building tension because of the whole vibration stuff. Yeah. But uh, one of the other things that they use is the basketball, Melvin bouncing the basketball. And I loved, uh, I know I'm just kind of going through things that I loved about this movie, but I mean, this movie has a lot to love, so uh, take it for what it is. But Melvin's bouncing the basketball and he bounces it down, but it doesn't come back up. And mm. then you, you hear the screech. I loved that shot. And I love that idea of not quite paying attention to something, but it making complete sense as to why it's happening. Yeah. Like it just kind of happening and then being like, oh yeah, well no shit. You know, I love that in this movie too. It happens kind of a couple of times, but, um, the, the boards jumping up behind people as they run underneath the store, sort of like like the poles. Does that roll? I love that. It's like the wave. Yeah. Yeah. 
that was such a cool effect. And I'm not exactly sure how they uh, did that. Actually, you know, I think that that was probably easier to do than the one of the actual undersand movements. Yeah. I'm, I have no idea how they did that. And, and specifically so, there's a shot where they're looking through binoculars and you see the worm jump out of the sand and back in yeah. and keep going. And I was like, well, how the fuck did they do that? Because that looked amazing. Yeah. I, I almost think that it was miniatures. Uh, I mean, maybe. Because uh, there's a shot with the two construction workers we talked about. When the, the second one dies, it's from the rocks falling down onto him. Mm-hmm. That, I'm pretty sure, was in a pretty easy shot because it looked like it was smaller rocks falling towards the camera. Yeah. Um, and I, I have to wonder if they were working with miniature stuff for the worms. Although I know that they did have a huge prop worm uh, that they interacted with. Yeah. And that was made of, like, foam. I was going to say, there had to be some that was, like, it was huge because... I think it was huge. Uh, because they did see, like, it, it's either that or really good editing because they do scenes where they're, like, really close to it. Well, that thing was, like, 25 feet long. Yeah. When uh, the first one that dies, that hits its head straight on. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it had to have been big. Um, How did that thing not know that, like, they're, well, I guess he does call it stupid, but it senses vibrations. So how come when it jumps, like, could it not, I don't know, maybe it's more of a primal instinct thing, but, like, why didn't it stop itself from running into the cement? Um, that's a good question. It couldn't detect that? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if it was, <laughs> I'm going to try to defend this movie. I ha- I would say maybe it has something to do with uh, the fact that it had three sets of vibrations coming from the people above it running away from it. Or two, It sorry. was two, yeah. Um, and so the, that may have been enough to distract it. Also, the fact that they kept going in front of it, just close enough ahead of it, that it probably didn't It didn't occur to it. I mean, we're, you know, I think it was acting more on the That's instinct true. of trying and to they catch r- them. And they run all the way to the edge of it and jump right. off of it, so. Which is sort of a foreshadow for the way they defeat the last one. Yeah. Well, you and that's where he gets the, the idea. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is funny too, because it, it, this didn't occur to me until I was reading some notes uh, later on, but they are in location where the movie starts with the two guys in the truck. There, he's actually the first shot of Kevin Bacon. He's on the rock that they're on. Oh yeah, on. yeah. That's where I, he's taking even, the piss. It didn't even occur to me until. Oh, that's, yeah. That's it's, funny. It, the movie sort of uh, circular in that sense. Gotcha. Um, that the way that prop looked when they drop it and you just watch it fucking explode all over the sick. rock. Yeah, dude, that I was, was insane. Like, Whoa, it looks and the fact that real. they show that, yeah, and how good it looked. What would you think of the design? I love the design. It it was always so terrifying it, and so interesting. I didn't realize, I guess, as a kid, but um, I kind of love that the face of it has like a beak. Yeah, it's very beaky, but and it makes so sense. It also has like these three split jaws, right? And it kind of reminds me. You're gonna say Blade Two? No, no, no. That's funny, um, but it reminds it, the look of it actually reminds me a lot of the the Mutos from Godzilla. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, kind of cool. It seems like maybe they kind of took a little bit of inspiration from that. I could see that. Uh, Not that Tremors took inspiration. That's absurd. Now, Wong, uh, Victor Wong, that is, because I know him by his name. His death in this Walter movie, Chang. Uh, his mo- his death in this movie is a mirror of uh, Quint's death in Jaws. Oh. Where he's shaken by the shark and dragged underwater. Uh, Victor Wong in this... Fuck, I don't remember that. ...gets uh, grabbed, shaken, and pulled underground. So yeah. it's it's a direct like reflection, and that's why I said this movie is sort of, you know, play on Jaws, but in, in mm-hmm. the sand. Um, so it's Dune. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I mean, which, no. that, Dune's like so much more than that. <laughs> but Dune is like, like wild. Star Wars having a fever dream, pretty much. Or uh, like the guy, you know, like George Lucas had a fever dream, and it was Dune. And he's like, uh, I'd like to make this pleasant. Uh, and then Star Wars. I just think that Dune's really like. Um, I feel like you have to have a, you have to be really interested. Well, that movie, which sucks because there's some cool, interesting things about it, but majority of the movie is so. F- 
fucking boring. Well, the movie's sort of... Well, it's David Lynch, first of all. You gotta give him some credit, although I think it's probably his worst movie. No offense. Um, I was like, that means nothing to me. I don't really... He, dude, he made The Fly, so you need to back the hell off. Oh, well, that, And that's he made Videodrome, so you and need I'm to not, back the hell off. I'm not even saying anything about him. I'm just saying the movie was boring. Um, no, but what I was actually gonna say is... Uh, uh, that movie was so uncontrolled in the sense that it was based on source material that they started to stray too much from. And it, the mm. source material, by the way, is too big for one movie. Yeah. And then you also have producers telling you, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to get this actor and we're going to focus on this and the money's going here. Yeah, and you get Kyle McLaughlin in it. Um, <laughs> well, he's in all of David Lynch's shit. McLaughlin? So. Yeah, it's McLaughlin. Yeah. Twin Peaks. Not Sarah McLaughlin. Correct. In the That's a weird one to say, McLaughlin. McLaughlin. It's like so. Sarah McLaughlin. You have to like click your mouth a couple of times to say it. Um, okay, Bert's license plate might be one of my favorite things in the world. Uzi for you. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I'm gonna try to run through a couple of facts here. Uh, Reba and Michael Gross together, their chemistry was amazing, and I love their gun scene where the the worm comes through the wall, and they're there for like five minutes just shooting <laughs> just it with every gun. At it. And the, the town can hear it oh, yeah. from like miles away. It was too good. Um, the elephant gun is amazing. It's a William Moore and Company 8-gauge shotgun. <laughs> they are outlawed in the United States. I would hope so. Because that is a That's machine a gun. of a gun, yes. Have you seen the bullets? They're uh, like as big it's an as your hand. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll blow a hole through anything. And an elephant's ass. That's a that's a Dukes of Hazard movie. But what's quote. funny is it didn't do anything to him. Although right. they say that after they're trying to shoot it when it's still under the surface. Right. Which like although it's just like pebbles and stuff, like well, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I, I guess that it, the expectation should be that, well, yes, that should blow a hole through that. I don't know shit about guns, though. So, yeah. Um, a dude tries to seek refuge on a tire and oh, gets sucked God. through it, as I, you should. Oh, my God. I fucking hate Nestor so much. He's such a dumb idiot. Because he's that person watching a movie that's like, oh, well, I would just do this. Totally. It's like, and, oh, yeah, would you? And it's like, no, well, this you is would what get happen. fucking killed because you're a dumb idiot. Exactly. And that's what um, happens. When they are on the store roof and it collapses because of the worm. Oh, God. That part's so terrifying. That made me jump. When it makes the like uh, roof like rubbery and like yeah. wavy. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah, that Holy shit made shit. me jump. Uh, and that'd be sketch as hell. The riding lawnmower as a distraction is genius except for one thing. Why the fuck do you have a riding lawnmower in Nevada? It's the <laughs> desert. Uh, I I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, because some people could have a lawn if they wanted to. Sure. Uh, Graboid Maybe somebody vision. did at one point. What do you think of the Graboid vision? Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? So like, when the camera takes on the perspective of what the Graboid is seeing, when it's sort of like running through the dirt. But I like, think it looks sick. No, it, it all looks really good, but my... I'm getting getting without getting too scientific about it. It's just like, well, they don't. I know it's not actually graboid vision. It's sure, for sure, the sure. perspective of but the But you're, you're talking about like any time it's moving to get like where it. it's coming from, and uh, well, well it's great. A, and well, there's a couple shots specifically where it shows it underground and actually shows the rocks in front of it moving those, out of the way. Those those scenes looked really great. Yeah, I I actually was wondering how they had filmed that because I'm, like, I'm well, thinking miniatures they... for that one. It almost had to have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that is also very Jaws-esque, though, when they show, like, the POV. Yeah. Very Jaws. Which that, uh, like, when it's stalking Rhonda. Yeah. That scene specifically was actually forced in by the studio, or the, by the oh. the production company. Interesting. They were actually going to not have anything um, in the movie that revealed that it was a monster until... The like in, that. the concrete until the concrete scene with the jackhammer. Well, and I think they kind of achieve that other than the tongue, right? Right, because they kind of show it, which is still, in my opinion, that's still fine because you're like, oh, this is what it is, right? Because like, like, no, at that point, it sort of just looks like a snake, like a gross snake of some sort. Yeah, right. Um, which that kind of brings up an interesting idea for a movie where it's like a. Uh, huge like invasion of these snake things that are because the ground would Anaconda. move if it was enough <laughs> fucking <Anaconda. laughs> god damn um 
the Bert and Heather make pipe bombs, and I think that's pretty hilarious. And I like even more so that Bert explains that it's he's like it's a few household uh, chemicals, chemicals just uh, mixed in the right proportions. Yeah. Uh, Bert and Heather, Heather being Reba McIntyre's character, Bert being Michael Gross. Um, they're survivalists, and I kind of like that about their characters. And I like mostly that when they are faced with monsters, Bert actually gets annoyed. That's what he's dealing with. Yeah. Uh, and I say that because his quote goes something along the lines of um, him going through all of the things that they have in their shelter, all the food, all the weaponry, and all of this. And then he goes, for underground monsters? Like, he's pissed yeah. off that that's what he has to use it on. No, I think he's actually upset. Because uh, you're kind of talking about when he goes off when they get to the rock. And he's like, you don't really have a plan no, 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 no. after this? Before that. It's oh. before that, because that's when he has caught on, and then he gets pissed that they didn't leave him there. It's right before they actually leave his camp uh, compound area, he says that. Okay. Like, he looks annoyed that he's like, it's monsters and not, like, a, a war or something oh. like that. Yeah, that's And funny. there's another comment later when he's, like, uh, talking to Melvin. He says, I wouldn't give you a gun if it were World War Three. Yeah. You know? Um, well, and someone else says something about him uh, saying he's going to have a heart attack before World World War Three. They bring up World <laughs> War Three twice in this movie. What a bizarre Which is kind of fitting because that was kind of a thing recently. Well, and, and the other thing is the front of Bert's truck has a sticker that says Free Afghanistan. Interesting. So this movie in might what, have a lot to say that we don't really in understand. In what way? <laughs> eh, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. It's, it's at all, in, I'm sure. I was going to say, he seems very like red state. But, well, I, I don't know. He's sort of weird. Like, he's a very liberal red state person. Yeah. Because he's very open to everybody, but he's like, but I have my shit. Yeah. Like, you know. It, yeah, he really just cares about, like, protecting himself and, like, just doing his own thing. Like, um, like truly being free. So this movie has, in my opinion, the greatest second to final kill. And it's, they use, they fish with pipe bombs. Yeah. I thought that was oh, so seems, fucking cool. Yeah, this scene's pretty intense. They straight up blow this thing out of the sand. And I love... And it explodes. It totally does. And that's another Jaws flash, like, callback. Totally is. And I love even more that the next uh, Graboid does not swallow it, but spits it back out. Yeah, that was insane, because then they're like, oh, shit. And on top of that, it lands next to all their other pipe bombs. Totally. I was like, man, that is intense. Like... like like fuck man what do we do now you know and they have one left well and it's also crazy like how do you um this is something i kind of struggle with with writing sometimes but it's like how do you come up with these ways to take away from them and then always come back with something to like still like triumph over the the creature well and that's what's funny to me and i I kind of reference this movie foreshadowing and i almost wonder if this the writers look kind of looked at what they had written and almost saw those things and were like, oh, well, I guess this is a good like way to kind of bring that back around. I almost wonder if the foreshadowing wrote the ending rather than it be me being like, oh, they're calling forward to it. I almost wonder if that was in the writing itself. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, like they were like, where do we go from here? And then they reference back and go, oh, this would be a good way to take this. You know, we kind of, we kind of make joke to or reference to it here. Um, at least, I mean, I, that's something I would do. I don't know. Um, we talked about the final Graboid death and this movie <laughs> pulls no punches and plays Reba McIntyre's song over the end credits. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have to like look it up to just know that it was a Reba McIntyre song. I was like, of course they did. I thought that was actually honestly pretty great. Maybe that's how they got her to be in the movie. They're like, all right, we'll play your song, whatever. <laughs> I am absolutely positive it was in her contract. It had to have been. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I want them royalties, boys. Um, <laughs> Every time it's fucking played on TNT, dude, they actually they actually cut it at that point. Dude, much. if they give her credits for every time that gets played on TV for any of those actors, they are all fucking living life, right? Oh That's my what I'm saying. god, Kevin Bacon's like, I don't need to do another Tremors movie, and I won't. Well, we're gonna talk about that because I have some trivia to talk about now for Ooh, this movie. Trivia. Um. So first of all, Michael Gross, uh, who played. Um, Bert. Bert. Why am I like having a hard time with that? I don't know. You're the one that had the big boner for him. So. Michael Gross, who played Bert, uh, started filming this movie the day after his last day on Family Ties. 
Okay, so I've never seen Family Ties. I don't know what that is. It was a TV series from the 80s. It's, sure. you know, it's just like the is rest of Is there anybody else in it that, like, I would know? I'm sure there is. Um, not off the top of my head. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut in right now a bunch of other whoever's in that show. So Zach has to listen to this episode. Well, so they're all going to be named right here. IMDb right here. So we'll just do that. <laughs> Why are you trying to make me listen? Like, give us our own views? Yeah, dude. I need those likes and those views. Oh, Michael J. Fox was in it. Oh yeah, him. Wow, you little known up. actor. Uh, <laughs> I love Michael J. Fox. Dude, it's, I'm sorry. It's so all, sad that... Here's the problem: all of those shows by name blend together for me. No, absolutely. So I have no because idea because I'm like, well, wait, is that Family Matters or is that fucking Married with Children? You I know. know it's not that. No, nah, I never. Uh, Courtney Cox was in it. Okay, so so there were a couple of people were in it. John Hancock. I don't know who that is. I, I don't either. Just like that. the like the <laughs> dude on on the Constitution. Yeah, totally. Damn, he lived a John Dukakis. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So John Dukakis. Tom Hanks. Yeah. A lot of people. Was that his name, really? <laughs> I think you might be thinking of someone else when I say that. Oh, I'm thinking of a Rick Ducommon. Oh, that's funny. God, I love Rick Ducommon. Uh, John du- John Dukakis was in Jaws 2. Oh, okay. I don't know if he was anybody serious. He played Polo, so I don't, I don't know who that is. Dude, you don't know Polo? Uh, I haven't seen Jaws 2 in, like, forever. But have you seen Jaws the Revenge? The third one? <laughs> I think I've seen bits of it. So bad. Um, okay, sorry. Back to this movie. Kevin Bacon considered this movie a career low. I already said that. When, uh, after he accepted the movie, he dropped to his knees while walking down the street with his wife and said, I've accepted a movie about underground worms. And got, like, really upset about it. So, anyways, wow. there's that. Uh, That's too bad, Kevin. This movie, uh, when they were writing it originally, the Graboids could mimic sound. So they were going oh, to be like lowering people around like a mimicry. predator. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't um, do that. Me too. They removed it because they said that they thought the Graboids had too many abilities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly that. what I think when I hear that. Because they were already like, we already talked about it. Like, they're like unstoppable almost. Like, sure, they get through four of them. But, like, it takes a lot to oh, get yeah. through four of them. And a couple of them are kind of like, they got lucky. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, this next fact is for Zach and Zach alone. So if you in the crowd think that was dumb, well, that's not for you. Um, according to the promotional material for Sci-Fi Channel, the official name of the Graboid is Sedaris Mexicana. Nice. That is for you. Nice. I knew that you would appreciate Very that. Very cool. Where does Sedaris come from? Like now Amy Sedaris? Now you can look. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Amy no. Sedaris is just the Tremors all-mother. Uh, working titles for this movie. Now this is also going to kind of jump back into the Jaws references, but some working titles for this were Dead Silence, Beneath Perfection, and Land Sharks. Land Sharks. <laughs> Land Sharks. That's something. That's a good one. Um, it's very creative. Bert's GMC, Jimmy, was Michael Gross's personal vehicle. That was his actual <laughs> truck. <laughs> uh, license plate and all. Yep. Probably, <laughs> no, probably not, but I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope he took that license plate. Um. The I already told you that the Graboid stalking scene in the beginning uh, were added per the studio, but so was Old Fred's death. So where you oh, actually wow. see Old Fred die, rather than them finding <laughs> Is that what his they call body. Him? Old Fred. Yeah. Oh. So where they where you see him on the farm farming and then he dies, it was just going to be them finding him. Oh. Because they wanted to oh, allude. So, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, you're talking about the the guy with the sheep. Right. Okay. Because you said they, Old Fred, and I'm thinking Fred Ward. And I'm like, what? Oh, no, his name is Earl. That, yeah, uh, I'm an idiot. It's, it's, we haven't said this, but it's Earl and Val. Yeah, that's the character. I think names. I said Val before. Oh, okay. Um, I think I said both of them at uh, more towards the beginning. <laughs> so maybe I'm an asshole. But yeah. uh, so no. Uh, but old Fred, he has this whole scene where they sort of reveal that it's something monster. It's like a monster that kills him. Originally in the script, it wasn't revealed, and they wanted to allude more to it being a serial killer. Because they kind of do. do that in the movie a little they bit. They do. But it's revealed pretty early to the audience that it's not. 
Well, it's revealed to the audience that it's not pretty much, but but the the characters think so. Sure. Because that's kind of the more logical thing. Nobody would think, oh, it's, well, of course it's these prehistoric, like these primordial, uh, like giant sandworm things that are older than dinosaurs. Well, my thought, or though. Or as old as dinosaurs. My thought, though, is by... By adding those elements and allowing the audience to know, but not the people in the movie, um, and creating that tension of them thinking that it's a killer, it almost makes it more comedic. Mm. Because the movie is ultimately a comedy still. I think that it adds that comedic uh, element of them responding as though it's a killer in ways that you're like, well, okay, but it's not that simple. You know, like, they get jumpy and start thinking that there's a killer on the loose, but it's like, well... No, it's not like somebody's singling people out. It's just right. this monster is eating people. Um, so anyways, there's that. Uh, now, what we had allu- uh, something I alluded to was Amalgamated Dynamics worked on this movie, and they designed the Graboid. Uh, Amalgamated Dynamics we know from Alien 3 and Resurrection, Demolition Man, Mortal Kombat, the Spider-Man franchise, which Hell is funny because yeah. we talked about those earlier, not in the podcast, but in real IRL. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, they did Godzilla King of the Monsters. Nice. So they've done some other pretty nice. badass shit, but it's cool to see that they uh, wait, started are you talking about the new Godzilla shit. Yeah, King okay. of the Monsters. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, that's that's an old Toho Godzilla. No, but like the new one. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's why I asked. Are you talking I, about? The well, new I one? went in uh, I, I, chronological. I just had there. to make sure. No, no, no problem. Um, that's very cool. But yeah, I mean, it, you can see that they've pretty much always had quality content yeah as far as their effect work goes um and then i <laughs> i say that with all of those examples but i actually immediately reminded that they worked on wolverine uh, x-men origins wolverine so what that movie still like looked pretty good i know and you know it's funny it's unfair for me to say this that movie looks fine I am constantly reminded of the unfinished effects print of the movie because uh-huh. that's what I initially saw. It was leaked online. Really? And it was pretty much like he had these like green things on instead of the claws. Oh. It was very floppy and fake looking mm. and just very cheese. Yeah. Um, so I know they can do quality work, and I think that that maybe pulls away from the feelings <laughs> toward that movie as well. But Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at all the stuff they've done opposed to that it outweighs it absolutely i agree i couldn't agree more um when the beginning of the movie okay this is something i wanted to actually talk to you about specifically too because i don't know that i agree with this but in the beginning of the movie when kevin bacon um is hammering the staple and he misses it like eight times in a row and then finally hits it in yeah and fred ward is like kind of caught off guard by that uh, Kevin Bacon claims that that was a spontaneous decision to miss that a bunch of times and then to hit it. Uh-oh. And I'm like, I don't think I believe that. I think he <laughs> literally think- just missed it a bunch and then finally hit it and they just kept it because it was funny, A. Yeah. And B, he was like, yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Well. Because I I'm mean- like, how do you miss eight fucking times in a row and then just hit it? You gotta be a really good actor, I guess. Uh, oh, I, I, hey, I wouldn't go against Kevin Bacon to say he couldn't do that. Um, but it is, mm, it's like, eh, you yeah. know, who knows? Well, oh, I another movie I forgot. Amalgam Effects uh, or Amalgam Dynamics rather worked on um, with Kevin Bacon again on Hollow Man. And actually, I really like the effects in that movie. Yeah, I haven't Hollow seen that Man. one. Still. You haven't seen Hollow Man? No. Whoa. I tried. I think I tried to watch it on TV once, but that was the thing: is watching it on TV like is never as good. Yeah, that's at rough. least for the first time. If you've seen it once or twice, and then you watch it on TV, that's fine. You know, like that's whatever. Well, because then you've already seen all the stuff that might get cut out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing: watching it on TV just always ruins it. Um. So, uh, back to the script. The original script. There was a scene in the very beginning of the movie. Um that explained it was between old Fred and Edgar and it actually explained why Edgar climbed the tower and dies up there. Right. Uh, well, we know why he dies up there, but it explained why he was up there in the first place. Um, so here's some very recent trivia as of this year, 2020 on January 18th and 19th, which as of recording, this was two days ago and yesterday, the 30th anniversary of this movie uh, there was a celebration held in Lone Pine, California, where it was filmed, Aww. and the only star to show up was Michael Gross. 
Oh, what? Yeah. That's so lame. Which I get it. No a, Reba, no I, Fred Ward. I would think at least Fred Ward would have showed up. So that's funny because Rachel said the same thing. Well, not the, at least him, but she was like said the same thing. She was like naming the characters like none of these people. And I'm like, no, but I, I know that Michael Gross showed up because he was in like all the rest of the movies. Yeah, he's in all the other ones. So, But uh, here's where I get into a theory that I have. Um, and the, my next note kind of goes into this, so I'll read this first. Um, in 2018... There was a TV pilot that had been produced for like a TV series of Tremors. Oh yeah, and they got Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward to star in it, uh, rumored to be playing the same characters. So, um, Michael Gross didn't come back for that. Yeah, and my thoughts are maybe something had occurred between maybe those two and him. Because he was in the rest of the other movies, but then when they decided to do a series, he was the only one that didn't come back. Yeah. Which is, that's kind of lame. Like, why not? I agree. And and then I also sort of feel like because of that, maybe when he went to the celebration, that's why nobody else showed up. Hmm. It, to me, at least, it looks like that from the outside. I could be totally adding my own bullshit to I'm that. imagining, like, someone threw this party, although there's no other people there, and he just showed up and was like, fuck, where is everyone? Oh, uh, that's the that on that. So let's get some plugs out there. Follow us on Instagram and now Twitter, guys. Yeah, on the Twitter. We're on the Twitter, and it's the same. It's the same uh, handle. We're at w a w w t pod. Is in why are we watching this podcast? Yeah, that's right. Go follow us. We post different shit on both of them, so don't. It's not just going to be the same thing. So follow both of them separately. Yeah, you should do that. Um, that's so a thing <laughs> you should do. You, you might die if you don't. I well. Uh, I don't know what you're listening to us on right now, but make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, and Spotify. That's right. We're on all those. We're on it all. And make sure to tune in next week when Zach summons an evil gin from a bottle and Sean just has alcoholism. I'm a gin in a bottle. Peace, Peace bitches. bitches. <laughs> 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 Finally, 55 minutes in, you can just